Hey guys, welcome back to the Bible Unfiltered. I'm John. And I'm David. All right, thank you guys for being patient and tuning in with us. I know it's been, I don't know, maybe it's been like four weeks. David, do you know how long it's been since we've uploaded a a video, (laughs) a podcast? (laughs) It's prophetic, man. You keep saying video. It's going to happen one of these days. I know. Uh, You know, time is relative, so, you know... That really no time has passed. <laughs> well, it's been a long time. Uh, we've my my son's been sick, and so we haven't been wanting to get that around. It, it, it's just been a lot. Um, life is busy as as everyone with kids knows. So we're gonna get back into if, it today. Oh, if no, you go. join our Patreon, we can. No, <laughs> yeah, if you join our Patreon and you give us a hundred dollars um, an episode, then we'll do one whenever you want. That's right. <laughs> Um, so today we're going to do something um, just to get just to get back in the swing of things, and then next week we'll we'll pick up on Romans where we left off. But we're going to talk about the Lord's Prayer. Um, so we're going to do what we normally do. We're going to read the passage that that we're going to talk about, and then we'll go back and and we'll look at things um, uh, a, a little more closely. So let's go to Matthew chapter six, and we're going to read from verse five down to verse thirteen. Um, So here we go. And when you pray, uh, well, first of all, this is Jesus talking. Um, And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly, I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees in secret will, will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. Pray then like this, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts, as we have also forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Man, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's good stuff. All right, David, do you want to do you want to pick up there at verse five? Yeah, yeah. I would also like to add, you know, and uh, it's great that Jesus tells us how to pray because that like lets us know there's a wrong way to pray. <laughs> I, I, it, it sounds funny, yeah. but you know, it, but seriously, here in America, it's like. Oh, just just talk to God. Just like I'm just talking to God. I think it's been a song. There is a song. It's a song. Yeah, just bye. talking to God or something like that. Talking yeah. to Jesus. Yeah. Which uh, I I don't pay close attention to lyrics to really know if it's good or not. But the eh. probably not. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but you know, it's like just how we pay attention to how we talk to each other. Like I'm, I try and be careful not to insult, not to insult you, Jonathan. Right. Um, I try and be careful not to insult my wife. Uh, I think we could do the same thing for God, you know. So the Creator um, yeah, so, of yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, this is a little more important than than our conversations, but so yeah, it's great that Jesus cared enough to give us that. Um, that just shows us. His unending grace and love for us. Uh, and his foresight, too. Um, yes. You know, to know that people are people. And they're going to, most of the time, left to our own devices, we're going to screw this thing up. Yep, yep. Um, 
more often than not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, but yeah. Uh, so, and when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on street corners to be seen by men. Man, that's... Uh, that's, I, I think, uh, when you're... At least I knew growing up for me, there, there was like this competition to see who could pray the holiest when, when you're like, when you're a kid and, and you all want to impress your, your teachers and parents as like, you know, father God, you know, uh, art thou with, you know, and yeah. And it, it's bringing like, out that, okay. that deep theology. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like you try and, you know, make sure you have a deep voice for your kids. So it says like this, you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's like, no, like, okay. But this is like even worse than just a kid trying to impress. This is like the leaders of the, you know, he, he's addressing not just the common person, but also the, the leaders of the time. You know, you got um, the Pharisees, and they were very concerned in outward appearances. So you got to say the right things and look the right way. Right, right. And and Jesus arrives on the scene and smashes that completely. And and everything that Jesus talks about is, is the heart. Um, it's a personal conviction in your heart. You know, it's it's why are you doing what you're doing? Um, yeah. It's it's not. I want to be careful because it's not like your actions have no you know consequence. But but more often than not, um, you know, especially like there may be something that you have a particular conviction about that you don't do because for you in your heart you know that you shouldn't. But that that may not be the same for me. Um, and let's use like. Um, um, I don't know. Let's, let's use drinking. Like, let's say for you, when you were younger, you were an alcoholic. And so for you, you know, you know that you, you have this conviction and you're like, I don't need to drink alcohol. <clears throat> and let's say for me, that was completely different. And in the biblical sense, which both David and I both agree that there's nothing wrong with alcohol, that it actually is, is just like, like sex. It's a gift from God. Um, and it's been misused. Uh, it can be misused, and, and a lot of times it is. Um, but but I don't have that conviction, and and so if I want to have a glass of wine, then fine, as long as I'm doing it and, and my heart is in the right place. But that's just not for you. And so that's that's what Jesus. Uh, that's what he does. Is he comes and he he's speaking to the heart. And he's like, think about why you're doing these things. You know, are you are you doing this because you love to stand? In the synagogues, in the street corners, these public places where you can be seen by others using these big words and you've got your tassels on and you've got your gold mm-hmm. wardrobe and all that stuff. Is, is that why you're doing it? You know, because if, if that's what you're doing, your heart probably is not right. Because what did he say after that? He said, truly, I say to you that they've received their reward. But when you pray... Go into your room and shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, and your father who sees in secret will reward you. Yeah, uh, and you know that's that's a good point. Like bringing up the tassels and the, you know, uh, here in the Bible Belt, it's like how big is your Bible? You know, do you got the yeah. the big leather bound Bible? And how old is off? it? Is it written all yeah. over? You know, highlighted. Mm-hmm. Like this is my family Bible that was brought over on the Mayflower. You know, and my great 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 grandfather read it back in the Reformation or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This was um, Martin Luther's Bible. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> um, or, or, or 
you know, are you wearing your best Yeezys when you're standing on stage? Oh, you never want to show off. God has blessed me. <laughs> but I, that's, that's neither here nor there. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and, and is everything everything that, that Jesus says? It's it's it can be a conviction, but it's also um, let's say at the moment it's not convicting you. It's a danger for you still. You have to constantly guard your heart and ask yourself these questions: Why am I doing what I'm doing? Um, because there may be there there may come a time where something becomes an issue for you, and so that's why he's constantly speaking uh, to the heart. Uh, because then after this, <clears throat> he says, "When you pray, do not heap up empty praises as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him." Um, and you and I were talking uh, earlier about this when. When I started, um, when I started, and I'll just speak for myself, when I started uh, really reading things and searching out and trying to figure out what do I believe and why do I believe it, <clears throat> I had to evaluate prayer. And this is something that I still, you know, I, I, I don't have all the answers on this, and I know that you don't, none of us do. You know, it's it's a walk. It's a, it's a, a constant, um, you know, I, I, I want to say sanctification, but that's not... It's a process. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I had to. I had to get out of this mindset that I am praying to get what I want, because that is how. Um, that's how I would approach it sometimes, and that's as a consequence of how I was brought up or, or what what I was around, and that was just I didn't do my own studying. Um, and so when I started having what I would say is a more um, a balanced biblical view on prayer and on, on God, I started to see the picture of God being more sovereign. Okay, As that started happening, um, it didn't last long, but the thought went through my head. I was like, why pray about this stuff? Which is a, you know, a very Calvinist thing. Thing, and I don't mean that as a slight, but like, why pray? Why pray about this if if God is going to make it happen anyways? Yeah. Um, and and when I get to verse eight, it speaks to that directly because what he says, uh, he says, "Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need." Why didn't he just stop there? But he says, "Before you ask Him, God still wants us to come to Him in prayer. He wants us. We see pictures of this in the Old Testament. Do we really think that Moses changed God's mind about about striking down Israel? No, he was trying to prove a point, and he wanted Moses to be the intercessor for Israel to be a, a picture of Jesus." And so we see time and time again where God uses people as the intermediary, and he can still make it happen and he's still going to make it happen. You know, if he, well, I'm not going to say that. I think that sometimes, and this is, this is my opinion and this is what I formed over reading, reading scripture. I think that sometimes God can do things, but he wants us to be involved in it. He wants us to be um, involved and, and to be a part of it, but that doesn't mean that he can't. So we want to be careful with that. And because he is sovereign and knows the beginning from the end, he knows what prayer you're going to pray and what prayer you're not going to pray. So one way or another, his will is going to happen. Um, it's like, like God, uh, God will always get what he wants. 
even when you're disobedient to him, you know, it's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's, it's weird to, to think. To think that your prayer can stop God is just crazy. <laughs> well, yeah, like, and, and we'll keep reading on, but, uh, you know, it, it says, you know, babbling like the pagans do. Well, at least in the NIV, yours uh, says something slightly different, but uh, it's the same idea that you're trying to invoke the, this this reaction from these gods, like you're trying to get their attention, so you sit, you re- repeat things over and over again. And, and that's just kind of a natural instinct, I think, for us. When we, we pray and we feel emotional, we want to repeat things and, you know, throw a lot in Jesus' names, but Jesus isn't this magic spell, right? If we're not, like, if he already knows what we need, and he already has his will in mind, then really we're just trying to align ourselves with his will. And whatever that that looks like, like we, we want to make sure that we're being obedient and aligning with that. Yeah. And we see that um, from the man himself, from, from Jesus, when, when he asked, you know, he says, Father, if this cup can pass from me, great. Mm-hmm. But, you know, not my will be done, but, but yours be done. Um, so our prayers should always, 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 always include that. And it, it blows me away because I hear people say that that's a, that's a faith killer. And, and I, I disagree strongly. If, if Jesus prayed that way in his life or death moment, which is, you know, also God with us, God in the flesh, how can you go wrong with that? You know, and, and, and even in this, when, so, so he, he, he tells us to pray like this. We'll, we'll come across that in a minute. And then he also does it in practice because Jesus is perfect. You know, he, he, he walked the walk and he talked the talk, you know, because that that's just how it is. But um, that's that's something that, that, that we need to always be mindful of. Like, do we want what we want or do we want what God wants? No matter no matter what that means. I mean, think about we've talked a lot on the podcast about um, about the the early um, church founders, the apostles. Yep. Do you think do you think that they really particularly wanted to be torn apart, to, 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 to be filleted, you know, have their skin filleted, to, to be hung on a cross? They, they wanted to do that because of the gratitude that they, that they had for Jesus. But it's not like it was, they were just looking forward to it. Um, well, uh, that brings up, you know, Paul. He had the, the thorn in the flesh. You know, it's like he asked, like, was it three times? Three times. And, and God said no. You know, sometimes God's answer is no, yeah. and that's that's hard for us and to swallow. And he moved on because, after that. Yeah, yeah, he was mature enough to see. Okay, this is the answer God's giving me, so I'm going to learn to be, you know, content in this and lean on God, um, which is really uh, the point of prayer: is learning to lean on God and not on our own strength. Um, but, well, and that that yeah. reminds me of something that we've said before, or that I've said before, and I I stand by it. Um, your your prayers don't do anything at all. Um, it's not your prayers that have any power whatsoever. It's not your words. It's who you're praying to. Um, that's that that's that's the key. Um, so if you're if you're praying if you're praying to God and and it's in His will, anything is possible. Um, but if it's not in His will, you can be assured that it's it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's let's get into this. Let's tackle it uh, one by one. Um, pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Now, I want to read something real quick, um, because I hear this all the time um, 
from a vast majority of different people. Um, and it's this idea of father. Um, so I'm going to read something out of the, uh, I've got the ESV uh, study Bible. I've got a note here on verse 9. Pray then like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Um, and here it is. Uh, it says, Father would have been Abba in Aramaic, the everyday language spoken by Jesus. It was the word used by Jewish children for their early fathers. However, since the term in both Aramaic and Greek was also used by adults to address their fathers, the claim that Abba meant daddy is misleading and runs the risk of irreverence. Nevertheless, nevertheless, the idea of praying to God as our Father conveys the authority, warmth, and intimacy of a loving Father's care, while in heaven reminds believers of God's sovereign rule over all things. Um, I like that a lot because I've, I, I know that you have heard that a lot. I've heard it a lot where, you know, God is just your daddy. Um, and daddy God. <laughs> yeah, daddy God. And that is, um, that's like a, if God was a pie, that's like a sliver of what God is. Um, and, and we want to be careful because I do think that that, that just, I, I agree with this. It's misleading and it runs the risk of irreverence. Well, especially because modern English, a it's the worst thing to ever happen to language ever, but also <laughs> yeah, the, the, the connotations that daddy has now is very disrespectful. I feel, I mean, unless you're a kid, obviously if right. you're like, like my, my, my daughter, when she calls me daddy, Okay, but once you get older, like, if you call someone daddy, it's like, whoa, step back. Like, that's disrespectful. Yeah. Whereas Abba could be used for with adults later on because uh, it carried that respect but also that love. And that's right. where we got to see God as, like, ultimate respect but also love. Um, it's a balance. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, the, the, the next part here, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Yeah. So, um, there's this kind of popular belief going on that's perpetuated by certain groups that I'm not going to get into right now, but, um, when they say kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Um, we, we, some people will say, you know, well, we're trying to bring heaven down. Like we're, we're, that means that we want heaven here on earth. And if heaven's here on earth, that means that, you know, there's, should be no sickness because there's no sickness in heaven. There's no and cancer in heaven, right? There's no cancer there, but then you got to follow that up with its logical conclusion. Well, and, and so we talked about this before, this is going to sound harsh, but please, please, please. If, if you believe this, if you've been taught this, if you've heard people say this, think about this stuff. And I don't just mean that like you don't think about it, but but think about this. You've got to follow these things out to their logical conclusion um, because we both feel like bad theology is getting pushed um, is is kind of a popular thing. Um, and and I, I, I think, and I, I feel like you would agree with me, that, that people just go along with it because of who these people are, and they don't think too deeply about these things. That's all we're trying to do. We're just trying to have an open conversation about this. Go ahead. Yeah, like we're we we we're saying this out of love. Like I know it seems like two grumpy old men like grousing about how the young people are are playing their music too loud, but the the fact of the matter is, you know, like like think about this. Follow actually take a couple seconds to think things through to to its natural conclusion. 
if we're about bringing heaven to earth, that means there should be no persecution of Christians either. Right. Which means we got to set up a theocracy, which means we got to destroy our enemies before they destroy us. So now you're looking like the ancient, well, not ancient, but yeah, I guess, you know, the, the early, early Catholic Church, you know, the Christendom, where we, where they had crusades in God's name. You know, it, it's like, like we, that's what, if you're really going to go with that, that's what you got to start to look at, like, because they believed they were enacting God's will here on earth um, in that sort of sense. When really, um, this is talk about uh, the will of God. Like, we... We want to make sure that we're doing, we're being obedient and doing God's will as the angels do God's will up in heaven. You know, no one argues with God in heaven, and, and we shouldn't either. Um, so, so it's it's, I mean, it's right there in the text. I mean, it, it's your will be done on earth as in heaven. Not bring heaven down, make earth like heaven. It's your will be done. So we we want whatever His will looks like. Whether it's healing now, healing later, blessings now, blessings later, persecution now, suffering now, whatever that looks like. You know, it, if if it's go your whole life and never be touched by anything, if that's God's will, then let it be done, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> I was reading something else. Did you mention the marriage thing? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, kinda... so it's kind of comical, but... but I mean, I think that it puts it in perspective. Um, there's no, there's no marriage in heaven. Um, so if we're bringing heaven down, there, there shouldn't be any marriage here. Um, there's no, there's no sex in heaven. Um, so there's no sex here. So quit having sex with your spouse and then divorce them because that's God's will. That's you bringing heaven down. You know, I, yeah. I know that's comical. It sounds ridiculous, but, um, Sometimes when you follow the, those things to their logical conclusions, you can start to see um, the little holes that you know in 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 these in these ideas. Um, okay, so let's move on. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also um, have forgiven our debtors. Um, <clears throat> I want to read something else out of the Study Bible. Um, I thought that this was really good. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about, um, sins, the forgive us our debts. And then if you want to talk about 11, the, the daily bread, then we can do that. But, um, so, so this is, this is the study Bible notes for that. Forgive us our debts, uh, does not mean that believers need to ask daily for justification since believers are justified forever from the moment of initial saving faith. And just as is a, a point here, uh, justification or justified, um, that just means that, that we're, we're in right relationship with God now. I've heard it said before, it's like, it's just as if I'd never sinned. You know, we, we have the righteousness of Christ that's, that's on us. Uh, that, that's how God sees us. So continuing on. Rather, this is a prayer for the restoration of personal fellowship with God when fellowship has been hindered by sin. Those who have received such forgiveness are so moved with gratitude towards God that they also eagerly forgive those who are debtors to them. On a sin as a debt owed to God, see note of blah, blah, blah. That's not important important for this, but um, that's um, I think that that can be confusing to new Christians. You know, They're like, oh... If I die and I don't repent for um, saying a curse word under my breath when someone cut me off and I almost died, um, am I going to go to hell? And it's like, no, you're, you, you don't have to worry about it. If, if you're saved, 
You don't have to worry about that, about that anymore. What this is, this is a daily prayer that you're praying to ask God to, 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 to forgive your sins and, and to help you forgive other people so that you can have a, a good and continual, continual relationship with him. Yeah, which also kind of rules out this idea of, like, what's it called? The perfection, right? The uh, uh, Yeah, the holiness. Yeah, yeah like, like, okay, I get saved. That means I'm immediately perfect. Yeah. It's like, well, no, that's not how it works. Jesus is assuming you're going to live your whole life and you're going to sin probably yeah. every day. Yeah. Um, that maybe not, like, a habitual sin. Like like you said, okay, someone cut me off in traffic. I threw a curse word at them. And it's like, oh, crap, that was stupid. Um so then you you try and cover it up, okay? Uh, but don't don't panic. You're like you said. You, you, God if you died in that moment like, and, <laughs> and you're actually saved, you're not going to go to hell. <laughs> like, right, right. God, has, Jesus has already assumed that you that you're going to do that. Like he he, he has his, we have this in the Bible to show us that. So you know, just go repent and and you know do better. You know that's part of the sanctification process. Um. And uh, like uh, the verse before, you know, talked about daily bread. It's what you need every day. It's it's this assumption of that you need forgiveness every day. You know, we, God is our provider, not just of, of of our bread, but also of our spiritual needs, our forgiveness every day. Um, so you know, we, we you look at the the outline of the of the prayer, and you know, you start out with thanking God you know, worshiping God and you move to Lord, you know, I'm in need, my physical needs and my spiritual, you know, and then we, we get to touch on to the next verse. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> verse 13, which is the, the last verse and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Mm. And, and that, you know, uh, that shows us that God is there to, to bring us away from temptation, you know, none of us are forced to sin. Where we, we're, we're tempted first, and God always gives us a way out. Um, in First Corinthians, yeah, I'm already there because yeah. I, I was what you you set that up perfectly. Yeah. Um, okay, so First Corinthians um, ten, verse thirteen. Um, yes. This is this is Paul talking, and this is a for, for me. This is a great, great comfort. Um, it says, No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Uh, God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. But with the temptation, he will also provide a way of, a, a way of escape that you may be able to endure it. Now, we've talked about this before. Um, God does not promise to take away temptation at all. Um, in fact, what this says is, is he will give us the ability to endure it and to not sin. He's not gonna, he's not gonna force you to sin, um, and and that's that's humbling because what does that mean when you look in the mirror and you sin today, uh, whatever it was, you have to say that it's yourself. It's nothing outside of you. It's just your sinful flesh, um, and that helps us come to terms. And, and in in the Christian sense, what does that do? It it, it points you back to Jesus because you're like, oh man, like. Even on my best day, like you know, I'm still I'm still pretty screwed up. That's right, and it, as Christians, that should take a burden off our shoulders. I feel to like we to have this drive to be perfect for perfection's sake, 
like I think there's a misconception going around that when you're a Christian, you either become perfect, or you, uh, or the goal is to become perfect through your own actions. But because Jesus knows that you know you're gonna mess up, you know that you are tempted, that and He knows which temptations are gonna get you. Again, like He He's not surprised by this, and there's a there's a grace there for that, you know. So. Um, that should take, um, I think, a little bit of a burden as far as, like, obviously we should still feel convicted when we sin, but this um, uh, legalistic um, view of trying to be perfect through our own actions, be holy, um, just for the sake of being holy, like the Pharisees did, um, you know, I, I think that just takes that off our shoulders. And like you said, it points us to Jesus. Because he's the only holy one. He's the only one who can perfect us and uh, sanctify us. And we'll never be perfect on this side of heaven. You know, and that's, that's okay. Because we don't have to be perfect on this side. You know, and if any, anyone ever tells you they're without sin, like the Bible says, then they're lying. Right. And Which means that you'll never get to that point. Um, but that's okay, because Jesus took care of that for us. Um, so, yeah, um... So I guess just bear that in mind whenever you're you're praying that you don't have to have it all put together before you go before the cross. You know, you you're, you're bringing you know your temptations, your your sins that you messed up, every part of you to God, and He's not surprised by it or shocked. You know, it may have grieved the Holy Spirit in the moment, but He but you know Jesus is there to to remove that sin from your life. So, so run to him and let him clean you up. Run to him and be free again, as you once were when you first came to him. Yeah, and as we talked earlier um, about, um, man, I'm drawing a blank. Oh, oh, about about asking God to forgive our debts. Um, it's not about earning our salvation again. At, you know, trying to get salvation again. It's it's so that we can have that relationship with no hindrance. Um, <clears throat> Because that's what sin will do. It'll come in and it'll it'll try to put a, a, a void or, or separation between us and God, even as a Christian. Um, so we want to mitigate that as much as possible. I think that's a I think that that's a great way to end it. Um, thank you guys for joining us this week. Um, we're going to be picking back up in Romans uh, next week. This was just uh, like we said. This is kind of a one-off thing so that we could get back in the swing of things. Um, so I just want to close this out with a verse. Um, that is a an, an encouragement to us. We've all heard it, but it's it's good stuff. Um, it's number six, verse twenty four through twenty six. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. That's good. All right, guys. Thanks again for joining us, and we will see you next week. See y'all later.